The 2020 award season is coming to a close as we head closer and closer towards the 92nd Academy Awards. But who are we picking as our winning nominees? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscorn. on the Fans Entertainment Movie Review Podcast, or should that be the Fans Entertainment Awards Ceremony Review Podcast? And today, part one of part two, hopefully, uh, we are going to be looking at the nominations for the 92nd Academy Awards or the Oscars for the for the laymans in the, the mm-hmm. audience, and maybe even the roadmans, who knows? Um, and we're going to be picking who we think is going to win. I'm still Mike. Uh, and I'm still Darren. Now, by we... <laughs> Um, I, or do you yeah. want to give the background on what you did? <laughs> Tell the ladies and gentlemen of the court what you did. In the, in the audio equivalent of a dog having his nose rubbed in his own piss. Um, I, Spectacular metaphor. Mike. Yeah, it's great. So I mentioned to you, I think it was on the Jojo Rabbit review, mm-hmm. that I was the Oscar nominations were round the corner from then. And I said I had a strong feeling that it was going to be doable to watch all of the films. And I don't just mean the nine best picture. That's normally what we do here. We normally do like the odds and sods in the categories. And Again, then the nine best you picture. You say we. You watched most of I, the best pictures. Last year I did okay. Yeah. I watched at least four or five of them. The year before I'd actually watched none of them. Yes, so that I was, remember. That <laughs> Listen was back good. to that podcast. It was um, me just having a sore throat. It was. And that may happen again this week. <laughs> but uh, no, you didn't just watch the ones of the best picture. You watched... All of them. There are 53 nominated movies in total, and I have seen 51 of them. Right. What's missing? Right. um, From the Best International Movie category, Les Miserables, which, as I was explaining to you, is not actually another remake of Les Miserables. It's called Les Miserables because it's set in the same town as Les Miserables, but it's actually about... Miserable lesbians? I wish. Uh, police brutality, which is, you know... Damn it. It's, it's the next rung down. Um, and I haven't seen St. Louis Superman from the live-action documentary Shorts. Right. Um, because it's just... They do not want you to see that fucking short. But to further clarify, you haven't just watched all the feature films. No. You've watched the shorts and the documentaries. That's correct. And international films. Yes. So you've been doing a lot of reading as well. Yeah, quite so, a lot of reading. I'm very proud of you, Michael. I'll be honest, Aaron. Yes. We're recording this on the Wednesday before the Oscars. Yes. This will come out the day of the Oscars. Yes. I will have seen all of them by then. Right. I'm holding back my two Lazy Sunday movies, uh-huh. which are Frozen 2 uh, and Breakthrough. And I've right. heard Breakthrough is the worst fucking film of the lot. Like, okay. it's laughably bad. I am looking forward to that. Do you know the plot of Breakthrough? I don't know. I've never so heard of it. So, a kid falls through uh, the ice whilst he's out playing with his friends in, like, cold-ass weather, yeah, goes yeah. into a coma, and gets out of it through the power of Jesus. Oh, it's Jesus film. Yeah. It's Jesus Hospital. Jesus Hospital. <laughs> Which has had a bit of a problem in it, because now Jesus has had a child. <laughs> Which oh. isn't usually how Jesus operates. No. But uh, it came at great sacrifice. This is spoilers for uh, 
for New Amsterdam season two. Uh, yeah, his <laughs> wife died, so he wasn't able oh. to save her from death. Right, that's it. But that feels like some sacrifice. Yeah. Or maybe some, maybe we need to get rid of Mary Magdalene type of situation. So, so we just need to tie this up in season three yeah. with some stigmata and we'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. So if she comes back, then, then, <laughs> then all things are... Oh, it's never become a catchphrase whilst we're watching it. Of the revelation that he's fixed all the problems we're coming out, and I'll say, because all things are possible if you just believe in Jesus Hospital. <laughs> Oh, it's still such a guilty I, pleasure. I need to start watching me. You do. Though. Just see if I'm reading too much into it. I need you to watch it. So we can be at the same level. I'm already coloured, though, with that because I do think it's going to be Jesus. I want it to be Jesus Hospital. I, I, and you'll be so happy. I mean, the only other relevant plot line of the minute is, no, my way of fighting cancer is better. No, my way of fighting cancer is better. <laughs> So I think I've just gone into like survival mode. Oh, just, no. like, if I just make it a Jesus story, this is going to become a whole lot more interesting. Oh, God. Oscars. Um, can I can I just have my can I just have my little moment, please? Can I just have? Yes. I watched all the Oscar nominations. Is that me clapping? That'll be it. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yes, I'm very proud of you. I genuinely am. So what we're going to do today? Uh, Michael has written a full article I have, that went up, well, we're recording this on Wednesday And it went up on Wednesday Yes. Uh, so you hopefully have already read uh, If you can stand to read something that long uh, My head and heart picks for every category mm-hmm. um, Like I say, there is this See, original songs are weird category Because you just have to hear the song It helps yeah. if you hear it in the context of the film right. But you are judging a song It's basically the Grammy of the Oscars right. okay. So I've heard all of them yeah. I just haven't seen all the corresponding films And then there's those two missing films Which right. I just can't see Everything else though, we're gone You're going to get it, don't worry So if you want to read his reports on every single category You can go and do that You can We're not doing that today um, simply because we haven't got four hours. No. So what we're going to do instead, we've picked, we've cherry picked a few categories. Yeah, we're just going to go carte blanche on some yes, of these. That we're going to talk about. Um, we won't go into depth in every uh, film, documentary, short, whatever that is nominated in those. Magal is just going to highlight a few for us and then kind of pick which one he thinks is going to win. Mm. But when we get to best film, we're going to talk about all of them yep. in depth. If we haven't, I, I've tried to avoid categories where we'd have to bring up the film. Um, in, in a different context. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, we've arrived that. Director might be a bit tricky on that front. Mm. Um, but yeah, they're all individual awards and then we're built to best film. You'll see as we go on. Um, so we're going to start with documentary. Yeah. So the nominees. Oh, I feel all official. Yeah. The nominees are American Factory, The Cave, The Edge of Democracy, For Summer, and Honeyland. Maggle, which one do you want to pick out? Um, I'm going to... I want to highlight... Should we, should we just do my head and heart pick? Yeah, go for it. Cool. Head, what I think is going to win is Honeyland. Okay. Having seen that that's also been nominated in the Best International Picture category, which it won't win right. uh, for reasons we'll talk about later, um, that just makes the most sense. It's actually the most interestingly shot of all four of them in that it's not... It doesn't play five. out... Five. Five of them, sorry, yeah. It doesn't play out like a traditional documentary. It's very much... A narrative focus. You are following one person and how her life is affected by other people entering it. Right. If you don't know it, it's the story of a North Macedonian beekeeper, which is a great sentence. Um, <laughs> she's she's kind of she's kind of nomadic. She lives in like this stone house with a mum and a couple of dogs, and she's lived there her whole life. Right. Um, and she 
makes her money and keeps you know both her and her mother in food and clothing and medicine mm-hmm. by se- by selectively breeding these bees, collecting their honey, and then going to town once a month because they live out in bumfuck nowhere, right? And selling the honey off, and it's supposedly brilliant. This Turkish family arrives in the village that she's living in mm. that has been all but abandoned by her and her mother and just try every get-rich-quick scheme they can, which includes also trying to keep bees with no knowledge of beekeeping, which right. I won't spoil everything, not that there is much to spoil because it is a real-life story, but it doesn't go well mm. um, and there is some real human drama there. It's, it's really good, I will say okay. that. I was surprised at how much I did enjoy it, but the one that held my attention the most was For Sama. Right. And I think this has got quite a lower chance of winning. Okay. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, actually, for another nominee, The Cave, in that Forsama and The Cave got nominated in the same year, and they have basically the same subject. They're, ah, right. They're both set in the um, the oppression of... Uh, is it Aleppo in Syria? Yeah, yeah. Aleppo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Forsama does... A fantastic job, again, much like Honeyland, making it a singular experience set based around one person. The director and main star of it is Wad Mm -hmm. Al-Khattab, and she is a Syrian-born documentary maker. She started filming as soon as they started to overthrow the government, uh, and it tracks five years of her life between the uprising, uh, follows the birth of her daughter Sama... uh, their escape from Aleppo, and then their return to Aleppo to run... Well, her her husband's a surgeon, right? And he's saving people. The problem is, is that the cave is entirely set in a hospital, um, which is in a cave, ah, right. also in Aleppo, also mm-hmm. during the uprising. Uh, and the cave is purely because of there's a bigger cast of characters, so to speak. Right. It feels far less personal, a bit more methodical, and I think it right. does have an interesting through line of. Yes, this nurse is in the operating theatre and then immediately has to go and cook dinner because she's a woman. Right. And there is that interesting angle to the cave, but Forsama has this... Again, it's a narrative. It's The entire film is uh, Wad sort of commentating on the affair and saying, this film's for you, Sama. This is what happened when you were born. Right. This is why we did what we did. This is why you're here. Which is really interesting, and I, th- I think it's um, it has the best ending out of all of the documentaries for Summer. Um, Wada has ended up, her husband and her two daughters by the end of the film ended up getting asylum in the UK. So oh, she's, great. she lives here now, which is great. Lovely. It's wonderful. So yeah, head pick, Honeyland, heart pick for Summer. I mean, who doesn't want to watch a movie about North Macedonian bees? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, after the very famous tell it to the bees, you know, it was only the next logical step. Tell it to the bees. What were we telling to the bees in that um, episode? The sun is also a star. Done. Tell it to the bees. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. Directing. And this is where the, the start of the kind of crossover with uh, best film. But um, yeah, all, they, we, all of them. Yeah. Every single one is okay. also nominated. I mean, I mean, we can kind picture. of keep them separate because we're talking more about the craft more so than the film. Overall. We are. Uh, so the nominations are. The Irishman by Martin Scorsese. I'm going to do it the other way around. That's the way they do it in the films. Yes. Uh, it's Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips for Joker, Sam Mendes for 1917, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time, and Bong Joon... Bong Joon... Bong Joon Ho. Him. For Parasite. Mm. I've heard that said so many times and I still couldn't get it right. God damn. Um, <laughs> well, you've seen most of these. Uh, I'm assuming. Ooh, well, you've seen I've at least three. Two of them. Oh, two. Uh, cool. I've, I've been mean to get round to Once Upon a Time, mm. but nah. 
Um, and the Irishman, I just haven't had the three hours. Fair enough. Um, well, you know, so, Quint- you know, Quintantino is a genius. I, a I'm aware that from Quintan- the wallet to the penis. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware that Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino are good at the films, mm. so I I can understand why they're here. But uh, yeah, well, what do you think is going to win? Um, now this is one of the ones you're going to hear this said a lot as okay. we go on. This is absolutely 100% a tie between 1917 and Parasite. It okay. Could, it could go either way. Oh, okay. I've picked Sam Mendes for my head pick mm-hmm. purely because, of, like, we had to think about what one director for a one-shot film last time, and it did, yeah. was... Well, actually, no, it didn't. Birdman won Best Picture without winning Best Director. I didn't know Birdman was a one-shot. Yeah, well, Phil... Oh, it, the, the, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't... Pretense of a one-shot. This is true, but it wasn't an action film. Which I think is the edge that 1917 has, Mm -hmm. is that, yes, it is doing what Birdman did, but it's doing that in a World War I action movie. Yeah. I think it would be a worthy win for Sam Mendes, and he's been clear... He cleared up at the Directors Guild, he cleared up at the uh, Critics' Choice Awards, Golden Globes, and now the BAFTAs. He better win. I think he's on track to do it. Like... As much as it would be great for, a, for an international director to win... I mean, I, I presume he's up for international film, Parasite. Yeah, he's going to win. So that's his guaranteed win. He's got, he's got at least one. I would like him to pick up more. Mm. Now, the, the, intre- the conceit of this is that last year, um, Alfonso Cuaron picked up for Roma for director, mm. but then famously was snubbed for Best Picture. Right. So people are thinking, well, we could see a repeat here. This could be Bong Joon-ho's award to pick up. Mm-hmm. Leading the way for 1917 to win Best Picture. Ah, okay. Or the reverse, or that could not happen. Trying to follow trends with the Oscars is incredibly it's hard. stupid. But, I mean, so I know what directing skill is on is on display for 1917. And I, I truly think, you know, immediately I haven't seen uh, three of the other ones, but I have to think, just for the sheer balls of the man, to do it and to yeah. pull it off as well as he did, that he deserves it. So what's... Uh, I'm going to get his name right, don't tell me. I'm going to do it, here we go. What is Bong Joon-ho bringing to the table? Just so many different styles, all wrapped in one film. I was listening to um, the Commode on Film podcast, mm. and they had Jack Howard, the YouTuber, on there, and he said, everything that you could want a film to be is in Parasite. And I think that's what it does well. There are very funny moments, very tense moments, scary moments, action moments. Mm-hmm. It seems like... And now, now, but people have been licking Bong Joon's ass. And don't get me wrong, it's a tasty ass. But also, but also, I don't like his previous work. I thought Okja was one of the biggest pieces of shit I've ever seen. Oh, was he the pig guy? That's that guy. Um, um, and Snowpiercer, now I did watch that... The Chris Evans one? Yeah, on oh. Netflix. And it's fine, but mm. I wouldn't say it's great. Right. Parasite might be the closest thing to a masterpiece mm. in this category. Okay. Uh, so I think, I think Bong Joon-ho does his best work when he's making Korean films anyway. Mm. And it shows he's got a much tighter grip of the cast. The fact that none of the cast for Parasite got nominations is uh, irks me a little bit. Because mm. they're all good. The, the guy who plays the dad mm. and the sister... No, all of them. They're all good. There's like this core family of four. Yeah. And they're all just astounding. They're all really good. And I think to get that level of emotion and that connectivity across language barriers, yeah. that takes a lot. That's something I didn't get in Roma. Mm. And I know people really liked Roma, but I didn't get that. I got that in Parasite. Fair enough. Lovely. Okay, so what's the heart pick? That is, yeah, Parasite. Parasite. So, heart Head 1917, Heart Parasite. Okay, lovely. Uh, next up is Animation. Let me yep. just flick to that on my little thing. 
Uh, animated feature film, right. The nominations are... How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I Lost My Body. Klaus. Missing Link. And Toy Story 4. Um, I have seen two and a half of these. Interesting. We abandoned ship on How to Train Your Dragon because we were both sleepy. Fair enough. Um, but I was... Very happy to see Klaus win um, at the BAFTAs. That was surprising. That was really mm. surprising. To beat off Pixar, mm. hey, hey. Um, to beat off Woody um, was just just <laughs> good, damn real good thing. But my God, I like Klaus. It's a good film. It's instantly joined the Christmas like round table of films that gets played every year. Oh, that's a it's a great addition to Christmas films. Um, if you haven't watched it, it's. Basically, the the concept is it's giving you the origin story of a lot of the kind of uh, traditions that go into Christmas and kind of rooting them in a, I say realistic, but you know what I mean. It's giving them more context. It's set in some fantasy realm anyway, but it It is. But it's very much Santa Claus the origins. Yeah. Why do you send letters to Santa? Why does Santa do this? Why does Santa do that? It just gives it more grounded reasons for being. And it turns out most of those reasons is Gideon Graves from Scott Pilgrim trying to con you out your pennies. Essentially, yes. Who knew? Um, But it is so nice. It's got such a lovely um, animation style. It's a really, really touching film. I really like the ending. Oh, yeah. I I didn't want to spoil that, but I I really like the ending. I love it so much. So, um, if I was going to pick... Now, don't get me wrong. I love Toy Story 4. It made my top... It made my top 10, if not my top 5 for the year. Yeah, I think my, it clocked in at number 6 for me last yeah. year, I think. I think I preferred Klaus. <laughs> but I watched Klaus after we did the best of the year film. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, where, where are you going, Michael? What's the head saying? Right, head says Toy Story 4. Of course it is. You've got to bank the winning horse. Exactly. Now... You never bet against Nate. You don't. Because Pixar and Disney so consistently win. But what makes it interesting is there's no nomination for Frozen 2 in there. Now, normally they tend to get multiple nominations, at least in different categories. I feel like Frozen 2 wasn't meant to be the critical darling. Uh, though. It, was... it wasn't. And it didn't... Did he get nom- Did Frozen 1 get nominated for Best Animated? I know uh, it got nominated and won for Best Original Song. But... I will look that up. But that'll be that'll be the thing that lives and dies by it. But the results of this have been all over the fucking shop. So Klaus picked up for uh, the BAFTAs. Missing Link picked up at the Golden Globes, I think. Mm. And I think I Lost My Body picked up on the Critics' Choice. So it's absolutely all over the shop. It could be anybody's game. But I would feel remiss if I didn't back a Disney Pixar film. Yeah, I get that. It's... it's like I said, you don't bet against an ace. They... They're critical darlings. Everyone loves them. It's going to be the, like, not the feel-good choice necessarily, but everyone's like, oh, good for Toy Story. They've still got it. Yeah. But- you got to remember how the Academy votes. When it comes to animated feature, the members talk to their children, ask them which one they watched, and vote for that. Mm-hmm. More often than not, they're going to vote for a Disney Pixar they film. They are, admittedly. Um, I cannot, for the life of me, find out if Frozen was nominated. Well, we'll, we'll go on to my heart pick, I think. Go for your heartbeat, Michael. Missing Link. Really? Yes. Now, I I think you're right. I did love Klaus. I did think that was such a good film. But oh, I, it did. Oh, it not did. only was it nominated for an Oscar, it won Best Animated Feature Film of the Year. Oh, there you in go. 2013. God, we've only had Frozen for seven years. Yeah, it's felt like an eternity. <sighs> okay. Uh, lovely. Sorry. Um, yeah. Missing Link. Really? Yeah, I want Laika to pick up an award. They should have picked up for Caroline. They didn't. They should have picked up for Kubo and the Two Strings. They didn't. They've got to pick up for one. 
I do think Missing Link is the lesser of that little trilogy. Right, okay. I still liked it a lot. It was mm-hmm. very different. It's a very different film than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. They in in the movie where Hugh Jackman's character meets um, Mr. Link, yeah. the missing Link, you think it's going to go completely one way. Like, it's going to be a King Kong situation. Right. And then it just it just turns left. It goes, right, no, he talks. He's going to wear a suit. They're going to go on an adventure to Tibet. Like, of course they are. And I, I right. was not expecting that at all. So I, I Surprise after surprise after surprise with Missing Link. And, oh my God, the stop motion's beautiful. Mm. I had to stop the film and go, now, hang on. That is CG. And then they showed you this tracking shot of... Uh, there's a shot in the film where they're all on the back of an elephant going through the jungle. And yet the distance, like the sky, and I think there's a mountain in the background, it's CG. Yeah. The trees, all the foliage, everything up close. It was all fucking claymation. It was all full of like It's so good. I think with, I'm, I'm focusing on the animated part. Of right, that. okay. And I think in terms of animation, Leica have consistently been knocking out the park for stop motion. I want something stop motion to win, and I want it to be this. I'd like him to get awards, because they're not getting money. Uh, no, they're not. <laughs> they're really not. These things, unfortunately, do not make money, um, which makes me worried for the long-term success of this studio. I mean, if they're banging out critical darlings... Yeah, that's the thing. And, and you know, they... I imagine they at least break even in the long run once it comes to home release and stuff like that, because kids' films tend to do that. I think they're all right. Yeah. They I mean, people still talk about Coraline like it's... Uh, exactly. You so... Know. And a jilted I, lover, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that was good. Here comes... Right, now we're going to start the acting ones. Yep. Uh, we're going to start with... Uh, you know, what, it's 2020. We're going to start with actor in a supporting role. How's Ooh, about that? Cool. Uh, right, the nominations are... Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. Al Pacino for The Irishman. Joe Pesci for The Irishman. And Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. How many Michael? of those have you seen? Uh, precisely none. <laughs> right, uh, okay. We, 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 we are hoping to go watch Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, yeah. but no one wants to play it at a reasonable time. <laughs> Next week, it's on in the afternoon, and that's I, it. I saw it yesterday at half seven. I know, but we've had a busy week, Mike. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, 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 we're hopefully going to get round to it if it sticks around for another week. I mean, it only came out this week. Yeah, they've, and, they've let this one real late, which I've not been pleased about. They're already, like... They're already churning it out. The yeah. Life and Times of David Copperfield opened the week before, and that's still on a full release schedule next week. Which is good, because yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, that's the one we're going to prioritise, but uh, I would like to see this. I think any movie that comes out in January, I'm like, eh, I have Sky Movies, Amazon, and Netflix. I'm probably going to be able to see it later on this film. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so I'm not going to lose too much sleep if I don't watch it. Yeah, but- no. Who's, who's your head saying, Michael? I, there's no contest. We know that this is Brad Pitt's award to lose. Right, okay. And is it that good of an, a performance? Yeah. That's his career best. Up against Pacino and Pesci, though. That's the thing. There's two of them. I think they're going to knock each other out of the race. Okay. That, uh, that and The Irishman has lost some serious steam. I, I think when it came out October last year, if the Oscars were in December... It would have won a lot of stuff. Right. It's not. It's in February. I think it's it, it's even more gracious this year that the Oscars are at the start of February and not the end of February. I think yeah. if it were the end of February, the Irishman would not be winning anything. But it does feel like it didn't really make an impact. It didn't. It's a long ass film. Yeah. It's, it, it's 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 taxing on your attention span more than anything else. And I think you could trim that down to two hours 
40 to yeah. or something like There's a lot of unnecessary shit in The Irishman. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of which are Al Pacino and Joe Pesci. I th- in fact, I think originally after I saw The Irishman, I was pegging Joe Pesci to win. Right. I thought, this is it. That's his career best performance. And then I remembered... Over Brad- home alone, Michael. Get uh, out of town. <laughs> okay. Not most beloved career best. Um, but then I remembered Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's my favourite thing about that film and he absolutely deserves to win. Moreover, he's bagging the awards as they go. He's done... He picked up uh, a SAG, um, a Golden Globe, and I I don't know if he got a BAFTA, actually. I'm sure he did. Have a look. Have a look. So, yeah, I reckon it's Brad Pitt's to lose. I think it's... The acting categories are weird this year. They seem the easiest to predict, the easiest ones to nail down, and moreover, the supporting ones. So... We'll get to supporting actress in a bit, but I would absolutely, I would put my house, I don't have one, I would put my house on Brad Pitt winning this. Uh, he did win the BAFTA. Ah, there you go. Uh, yeah, and beat out the exact same uh, people. Yeah. So, okay, I can see that going that way. And uh, So that is both your head and your heart pick. It's not my heart pick. Oh! Tom Hanks is the heart oh, pick. Oh, is he good? Oh, Darren, Darren. Do you know what's weird about Tom Hanks? I say weird, it's like it just shows the height of the man's craft. Hmm. That in every movie he's in, especially when he's playing like a character you know, so mm. he's done this before. Disney's doing it again with this. It is unmistakably Tom Hanks. Yep. But it's also unmistakably the person he's playing. Yes. It's that is so exactly weird it. that he's both always Tom Hanks and always a different person entirely. It's such in a tandem. The first, the opening moments of a beautiful down the neighbourhood are so strange because Tom Hanks has got quite the rectangular face, mm. and Fred Rogers had quite like a cylindrical yeah, face. He did, yeah, um, and you're like, that's just Tom Hanks in a fucking sweater vest. What's <laughs> going on? And and then as as that opening scene goes on, and you hear him delivering this Fred Rogers esque dialogue, you're like, no, 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 it's him. He's there. I'm watching Fred Rogers in this film. He fucking disappears into this role. It's so good. I don't know he does it. I'm not going to lie to you, Darren. Once again, this is the closest I've come to crying in a film. Really? I was not ready for the amount of real in, mm. in Beaver Down the Neighbourhood. And without giving too much of my own personal life away, the, the, the through line that um, Matthew Reese's character goes through mm-hmm. hits surprisingly close to home. and I th- and But it was never... It was never Matthew Reese's performance that was eliciting any form of emotion. It's the second you hear a very calm, zen-like Fred Rogers starting to analyse the situation mm-hmm. and it, you start welling up. You're like, oh, no, please, don't Stop. do this. Don't make me feel. Stop it, Mr. Rogers. Um. <laughs> oh, Duh. That's luckily one of the things we never heard. Thank God. Um, great, okay. I, I, mean, I feel like Tom Hanks has got a more than enough awards. He doesn't need Brad this. Pitt, to be fair, probably has more than other awards. Never won an Oscar, won though. Has he never? He's never won an Oscar. Oh, wow. Okay, it feels like... Does it feel like when they gave it to Leo for uh, The Revenant, when they really should have given it in for the War for Wall Street, Street. Yeah. does it feel like it's just... It's his time. But that... Just give him that, that one. That, to me, says this. if that's the logic, he won't win. Because... True. This is the one he should win for. He's so fucking good. Right. He's so... Oh, there's... When you when you get to it, the ending scene of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. There's a lot of scenes with Brad Pitt, but that really sold me. I, I, without giving too much away, he's off his fucking tits on drugs, and it's an action scene, and it's so fucking perfect. It's so good. Well, that's what again. That's what should have pushed um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio over his drug addled oh, action scene. <laughs> <from Paul laughs> yeah, very different kettle of fish, but Lovely. yeah, exactly. Okay. 
Actress in a Supporting Role. The nominees are Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern mm, in Marriage Story, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh for Little Women, and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Um, cool. Now, my heart will always go to Laura Dern, the double yep. denim, So, because um, the 90s Laura Dern is oh, apex. Mm. But uh, who are you going with, Michael? Laura Dern. Yay! She's is that head or heart? That's head. Okay. She's doing a Brad Pitt in that she's sweeping up all she the same is. awards. She won the BAFTA. She did win the BAFTA. Did she win anything else? She won a, uh, I want to say a SAG and a Golden Globe. I'm not Fair sure whether point. she won a Critics' Choice. But but Hollywood are very much in, back in love with Laura Dern again. And I'm okay with this reality. Yay. We got over Last Jedi together. Yay. Yay. She's back for Jurassic World 2. Yeah. 2, oh. 3. Yay. <laughs> it's, it's looking good for Jurassic World 3. Oh. I wouldn't have nominated her for Marriage Story though. I would have nominated her for Little Women. Really? Oh, I didn't know she was in Little Women. Yeah, she plays um, like the mum in uh, in Little Women. Ah, right. Okay. Uh, but she's very good in Marriage Story as well. The two sides of the same coin is the, those two roles, and I think she could have been nominated for either of them. Right. In Little Women, she's the overly caring mother of the group, um, and her best scene is one where there is no audio. Mm. Like it's just. I mean, if you you know, do you know the story of Little Women at all? Uh, little women on the prairie, uh, all daughters, and they're all finding their way in the world, and that's about it. Basically, yeah. Okay. They're all being prepared to be married? Most of them are. Right, okay. So there is a scene where, do you, spoiler alert if you haven't, if you haven't read or watched the two other versions of Little Women, when, when Beth dies, there Mm. is a scene where, um, Joe comes home to see Beth. Discovers that she's not there. Sings Beth from Kiss. <laughs> oh, Beth, what can I do? <laughs> Beth, what can I do? That would, that's going to be in a future that's remake. That's going to be my version, don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Um, but the, the audio completely drains out that scene. And the entire story of what's happened is told just in Laura Dern's face. Oof. It is fucking got me there. But is she in denim? She's not. I only want my Laura. I Dern think she's denim. in some denim at one point in Marriage Story. Boom, done. I mean, if it's not double denim, that's not peak Laura Dern. No, it's close enough. But she's playing that's an absolute fine. mega bitch in uh, really? in Marriage oh. Story. She's like she's a divorce lawyer. Uh, oh, she's fucking ruthless. She's yay. so good. Her best scene is where the the scene preceding it is one where. Uh, Scarlett Johansson explains how her marriage broke down. Mm-hmm. The one after it is like Laura Dern's been so like list- she's just listening and absorbing it all. And when she gets all the details, and then she puts the fucking smack down in the uh, in the talks mm-hmm. between lawyers. Fuck, she's good. She's so good. She's winning this one. She just put her on and Scarlett Johansson. Say, Don't worry, he killed my friend Akbar. We'll get him together. <laughs> <laughs> he blew up my fucking ship. We'll get him together. <laughs> Take this motherfucker down. Um, Cool, okay, so what's the... what's That's head choice. Yes. What's heart choice? Florence Pugh for Little Women. Now, this is interesting because it's the same one that Rachel has said mm. should win. Yeah. Because she said that that character... This is just me regurgitating what she says. That character is uh, typically like everyone's least favourite part of Little yes, Women. that's true. But she said that, no, she has a... They, they kind of tweaked it a little bit to make her a bit more, for want of a better word, woke... Um, and it really worked for her and she really brought the thunder. I didn't get wokeness. I did get an inane sense of likability. Like, there wasn't any point. Like, she does some horrible shit and I can see why she's not the favourite. Mm. But 
she certainly was my favourite. I think in that cast, weirdly enough, uh, it's Emma Watson who comes off as the worst one. Even though she's she has... She's not a good actress, No, Michael. and she's got the nicest story, and I right. really enjoyed... That's why I think Look, Women, Women is actually that good, because I enjoyed that storyline, even though I didn't think it was very well performed. Ah, right. Not a problem with Florence Pugh's story. A very interesting storyline, extremely well performed. Mm. She has this one particular scene where they're in Paris with uh, Tim- Timothy Chalamet, mm. who apparently was in the running for Spider-Man. And, oh. I d- and I didn't see it until I saw him in Little Women. He's like the new Robert Patterson. Of the girls just like the man. Yeah, he's very he looks, spindly. He looks very effeminate, I was going to say. Mm. But, uh, you know, whatever floats your boat, that's fine. Yeah. To judge. But he puts in a surprisingly good performance, but he acts the best against Florence Pugh. Right. Okay. Which is very, very interesting. I, I won't spoil it too much if you are planning on watching it. I don't think you are, Darren. Do I look like I had a choice. <laughs> yeah. I could have gone and watched it. <laughs> Chose not to. No, Florence Pugh deserves some recognition. I'm glad that... I think this is her first nomination. I don't think she would have been nominated for... For Fight uh, with My Family. family. Probably yeah, not, but... Uh, I did like Fight with My Family a lot. That's grown on me. That's that's a good film. Probably, I think I need to watch it again. Because... Yeah, uh, yeah I, but you've got the inside baseball. I right? have, I have, and it just winds me up. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I need to watch it at least again. Because I really do like... Florence Pugh. Mm. I'm glad she's going to be. Uh, she's going to be in uh, Black, Black Widow, Widow yeah. which is great. Did you watch the Super Bowl teasers for all the Disney Plus? Yes, stuff? I did. What the hell is One Division? <laughs> when can I begin watching One Division? How is that the one I'm most excited? Why for? are we getting Vision and Scott? It is. You know, we were joking about it being it's married with children. It looks like it is married. <laughs> they did that. That. Um, to the tune of that, like, four beat, like, duh, 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 duh. Yeah. it shows, like, the um, the four times that, like, it's going up. So, like, there's, like, the 30s black and white I yeah. Love Lucy one. Oh. Then there's, like, a Roseanne-looking thing. Yeah. And then there's a Married with Children-looking one. The theme tune is still available, Marvel. Just yeah. get on the phone to me. You can have the remix. We're Avengers. Yes. I can't remember the rest. I'm going to have to listen. When we do WandaVision, <laughs> when eventually we do WandaVision, I will yeah. go back and I will learn that theme tune. And I will sing the full orchestral version for the start of that. <laughs> Um, It'll be a full score, all done by us. No, great. Um, I must say, I don't know if Richard Jewell is is gaining any more thing, but I only saw like the standee for it in the in the film. And Sam Rockwell is a number one name on there. Yep. And then there's the guy playing Richard Jewell. Yep. I was like, that is a hell of a fat suit. I don't even look like Sam Rockwell. That's what the hell. That's not. I know it's his name, <laughs> but I was like. <laughs> Damn! That's Paul Waterhouser. Like, was he the guy from... Uh, b- 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 the he's in Black Landsman, and he's also... The ice skating one. Titania, yeah. Yeah, was he the yeah, city bodyguard? Bucky right, Barnes' okay. best mate. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, here comes actor in a leading role. The nominees are Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, the winner for Joker, and Jonathan <laughs> Price for The Two Popes. Well, you, Michael? You said everything you need to say there, Darren. What's your head going with? It's it's a nail on for Joaquin a Phoenix. hundred percent. Like, the, if there was... If everything else was just, like, shit you never heard of, yeah. this was the one you could nail down. Joker's going home with at least one Oscar. You've got to feel, right? Like, it's just got so much momentum, and... Now, admittedly, I haven't seen any, any of the other <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm a, oh God, I'm a caveman. But uh, not seeing any of them, it feels like to go with someone else at this point is just to be, like, you, you're just picking to be, not controversial, but you're being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
Contrary. Not, contrarian. There it is. It's a contrarian pick to mm. go against. It what really is. I presume. I know he won the BAFTA. I presume yep. he's screened up everything else. He definitely picked up a SAG. He definitely picked up a. Did he pick up a DGA? I don't know. I don't know about that. And he definitely picked up a Golden Globe. There we go. The, it's... The, it's a fucking lock. It's the surest bet. I would put both of our houses on. Okay, my lord. Calm down now. <laughs> I'm only... It's alright, I didn't say both of your houses. Ah, good point. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, it's Joaquin. Come on, it is. But in your heart, Michael. Joaquin. Oh, okay, both. Okay, good. I can concede that this could conceivably go to Adam Driver, and I would right. like that, Yeah. but he's not my favourite, and I have to, with heart pick, I always pick my favourite one, and it was Joker, so... Okay. There we go. Adam Driver is like a third... Like, Joaquin is one and two. Oh, okay. He's Adam Driver is third. Right, okay. So, you would just need some type of sex scandal to come out between now and Sunday. Yeah. To potentially ruin Joaquin. To, like, he gets rejected or some yeah. business. Adam Driver is trying to steal his phone and he's just typing in porn. Weird porn does Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix watch. Please. Is there a sex tape on here? I need something. Um, cool. Okay, now we switch over to actress in the leading role. Yes. Because um, actor was so one-sided. Hopefully this is a bit more open. The nominees are Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan for Little Women, Charlie Theron for Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. Michael? This is, con- this is really contentious. And I hate that I'm about to say this out loud. Ooh. My head pick is Renee Zellweger for Judy. No, I saw it win a BAFTA, and I could only imagine your anger. Yeah, um, I fucking hate that film. But is she? Is it? You just hate the film because of its like revisionism? Yeah. Or do you? Is that literally it? Everything else you like? She I mean, did a good performance. Or? It's fine enough. I was just bored out my tits, and then the revisionism was right, like, right, okay, okay, here we go. And the fact that it's like, it's like, oh, the life of Judy Garland. It's based on a fucking play. Like, ah. no one's talking about this. It's based on a fucking play. Right. So, eh? <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. She's fine. She's won every other award, so she's probably going to win this. It's an absolute nail-on. I wish it wasn't. But it's going to be, and I just have to come to terms with that. But but who could it be, Michael? I, I think that if it's not that, if there is an upset, and I think here... There is an opportunity to have an upset. Okay. I think the other three acting nominations are absolute bolt-ons. Yep. Don't even bet against them. There's no point. This one just looks wide open. Yeah. I. If anyone's going to steal that, it's going to be Scarlett Johansson. Really? That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Two nominations, supporting and leading, yeah. would normally, like I said with The Irishman, normally knocks the other one out. Yep. But it's separate categories. They clearly want to reward Scarlett Johansson finally mm-hmm. because this is her first nomination and she got right. two in one year. It's pretty good. Yeah. So they've seen something. And Marriage Story is the better performance over Jojo Rabbit. Right. 100%. Okay. So if anyone can do it, it's her. But, I mean, part of me also wants to give a nod to Cynthia Erivo because she's very good and also the only black acting nominee. Oh, no. So, <laughs> part of me thinks... And, and Harriet's a fine enough movie, but eh, I don't know whether they're going to do that. I think it's an absolute bolt-on for Rene, but, you know... Uh, initially, I'd have said Charlize Theron was going to be my heart pick. Okay. And then I watched Marriage Story again to double-check. Yeah. And You were like, no. Yeah, okay. I rip. I like Charlize Theron full stop. If she's in something, I'll see it. Okay. But I was very surprised at just the depth and complexity of the character of... Have uh, you watched Longshot yet? 
No, not yet. Watch it. You're enjoy. I do need to do that. Okay, right. It's the big one. Is it? It's, Fucking hell, we're here already. We're here already, Michael. This has been pretty concise. Uh, right, so this is the nominees for the best picture. Here we go. Ford versus Ferrari, a.k.a. Le Mans 66. Uh, the Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Right. We're, running, you, we're running down all of these. I was like, do you have like a, a an ascending order that you want to do this in? Of like, like this is the least likely up to the most likely? Yeah, or we, your least favourite up to your most favourite? I'm not going to do favourite. We'll do least likely to most likely. Okay, go on. Ford versus Ferrari is the least likely to win this. Okie doke. Even though it was one of my favourite films of last year. Right. In fact, it was only, it was second... In terms of these nominations, it was second only to Joker. Mm. Um, but the complaints that I've heard about this film from uh, quote-unquote critics yeah. is that it's a dad film. Dads um, need films too. But that's... I would... We've I was having their die-hard DVDs, eh? We need new ones. Now, this is weird. I was having this conversation with my fiancé last night. Mm. I think the, the, the genres of kids' films, dads' films, and mums' films... Yeah. We've broken through the barriers, and we get truly great kids' films and truly mm. great dads' films. We've not had a truly great mums' film. I, and I get reminded about this every time I go to Showcase and they play the trailer for Military Wives because it makes me want to rip my fucking skull out of my head. Doesn't it? Jesus oh, fuck. Oh, oh. But Ford versus Ferrari slash Le Mans 66. I really, really love this film. I would love it to pick something up. Yeah. If it's going to do that, it might trouble the same categories. I'm going to say, it's not up for any of the acting ones. It's not. Or director. So I'm guessing it's it's... Its footing is in the technical awards. I would guess so, yeah. Right, okay. It's going to have to steal them away from 1917. Yeah. Which may prove to be difficult. Mm. But I would like it to pick up at least one. If it picks up one of the sound awards, it's a bolt on it, it'll pick up the other one. Because the, the Academy don't know the difference between sound editing and sound mixing. So, there you go. I admittedly don't know the difference between sound editing and sound mixing. I can explain this. Ah! Sound editing is like putting a picture into Photoshop mm. and changing it that picture to look the best it can be. So right. changing the lighting levels or the hue and saturation. Okay. Sound mixing is taking multiple different aspects and making a picture out of it. Right. Okay. So sound mixing would be taking... So in Ford vs Ferrari, it would be taking the sound of the uh, commentary, mm-hmm. the original score... And the sound of the cars and making that sound cohesive. Right. Whereas sound editing would be just one singular thing. Right. And making that sound the best it can. So think of like the uh, like the explosions and the gunshots in 1917. Right. Okay. That, that kind of stuff. Fair enough. Um, cool. Yeah, I, I think this is, of all the ones I haven't seen on this list, this is a number one in terms of when it comes on. One of the goddamn <laughs> streaming services I yeah. own. I'll be watching that there and then. Because it's so good. I've heard... I like racing films. I mean, I loved... Um, oh, what was the Ron Howard one? Did uh, Thor and... What's his face? Senna? Yeah. No, no, no. no. I like Senna. Oh, no, right. it was... Um, it was the F1. It was... Oh, Ron Howard it. did it. Rush. Rush. There yeah. we go. Rush was Thawed and... Uh, so I can only think in Marvel films. Uh, uh, bloody Baron... Yeah, Thor and Baron Zemo. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Okay, next. Um, I would say the next most likely to win with Ford Free Ferrari on the bottom is yeah. probably Little Women. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he's got the 
The momentum it really needed no. to, to do more than that. It, the, the momentum got cut short when Greta Gerwig didn't get a nomination for Best Director, which I look at the Best Director category and it's hard to argue that anybody else should be included. Other than for inclusivity reasons. Other than for inclusivity reasons right. and then where's the meritocracy? Yes. A, a th- uh, most people would argue take Todd Meritocracy, Phil- am I right? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Take Todd Phillips out because of comments he made about woke comedy, which I don't think no, is... Just take him out because of the Hangover 3. That's yeah, all you exactly. Need. Did you know, right, he made what is still to say the highest grossing student film of all time. Wow, okay. Yeah. Do you know, um, oh, he's a singer. He's dead now. Um, it's like... <laughs> It's like having a conversation with my nan. Oh, God, sorry. He was the guy who oh, used to shit and piss on himself. The one who shit and piss on himself and would just, like, torture himself. Gigi Allen. Him. Yeah. He made the stu- like the documentary about his life and just followed him round. Oh, fuck. And it was the highest... I think it is still to this day. I heard this because it was brought up in um, uh, uh, Louis Theroux's book. Mm. I was hearing a podcast that talking about this book. and said, mm. yeah, he... Uh, him and his friends made the second highest grossing one, <laughs> beaten by Todd Phillips because he made um, the Gigi Allen the Gigi one. one. Um, but anyway, he should still be kicked out for Hangover Three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking Gigi Allen is just a crazy fucking. I know. Story. I met. Uh, I read. I watched the video that um, uh, the Nazi guy. Oh, did. Ken Dankula. That's yeah, the yeah. one. Him um, about him. I was like, yeah. my god, that's yeah. a life. He openly expects people to shit on his tomb. Yep. <laughs> Hell of a guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, so back to Little Women. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> what a loop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the smiler ain't got nothing on that fucking loop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So it's, it's not, it's, it's not going to win. I, I think if had Greta Gerwig gotten that Best Director nomination... And I pushed it. Yeah. yeah. It's got two acting nominations and, and a costume nomination, but a costume nomination has no bearing on... On Best Picture, no. whatsoever, it, it, almost no traction towards anything. The acting ones are something, but they're ones where both Florence Pugh and Saoirse Ronan won't win. That in another year, maybe. But this has been such a strong fucking year. Mm. I want to say that. Well, I think you can see that from just like how compact the nominations are. Mm. Like, you know, there's just been a, like not lots and lots of great movies been made, but there's been such good ones. Yeah. That means it has been limited the space in terms of nominations. There's like ten films that have three nominations or more, mm. and I think five that have ten or more, which is mental. It is. That is that is a very compact thing. It is. I'm not saying Little Women's a bad film. I really enjoyed it. I just I, there's no momentum. No, I feel like this is a bit of a spoiler alert, so you can refuse to answer this one. But last year we had Phantom Fred, which was not made for Best Picture that you hated. The year before that, the one that won, The Shape of Fucking Water, is a travesty to me. <laughs> is there a Phantom Fred in the Best Picture nomination? There actually isn't. You liked all of them. Yep. Varying degrees, them. obviously, but you liked all of Varying them. Varying degrees, but I came away from all of those films happy. Um, oh. So that's pretty Phantom good. Fred was fantastic for that rant. Oh, uh, okay. Fucking hell, I hated that film I, so I know, much. I was here. Uh, I, I have had a, a bad... Fi- I'm still waiting on breakthrough, yeah. but that might be a room situation. Right. The the worst film, very quick aside, the worst film out of the lot for me is The Lighthouse. Really? Uh, fucking it hell. It did seem like it's up its ass. I would love to sit with you and watch that film. I don't think I could take <laughs> I, I don't think I could take Batman and Green Goblin living in the lighthouse. <laughs> I just want you to know that there are um, scripted farts in that film. 
and Willem Dafoe performed them. Now that makes me want to watch it. <laughs> oh god! No, no it, it's I, the most fucking up its own it arse. Seems film. so pretentious. Yeah, so pretentious. Uh, okay, so after Little Women, we have uh, The Irishman. Ooh, it's, okay. It's seriously lost steam. I would have put it higher, but it's lost so much steam. Um, and it's 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 a good film. Yeah. It's way too fucking long. I think it's probably my least favourite of the Best Picture nominees. Okay. Which is saying something because of the pedigree behind it. Mm. That it is beaten by Little Women, that it is beaten by Joker, that it is beaten by Jojo Rabbit. You know, it's... I wish it was better than what we got. It's not Scorsese's best. It's far from his best. But the brass balls to do a story that spans... 40 fucking years mm. with the same cast throughout. How's the de-aging? The de-aging is very good, oh. apart from one scene where it is very bad. Ooh. Uh, there is a scene where um, Robert De Niro's character, uh, Frank Sheehan, she- Sheeran, sorry, Frank Sheeran, yep. uh, he's, he finds out his daughter has been bullied by uh, like the, one of the guys who runs this greengrocers around the corner. Right. And he goes round... And the shot stays outside the greengrocers as as Robert De Niro beats the guy inside the greengrocers, mm-hmm. puts him through the window, and then drags him out to the street, puts his hand over the, the curb, and stamps it down. And it's a very grim scene. But when you're watching Robert De Niro drag a man around, you're very, very obviously watching an old man beat somebody up. Right. And he's supposed to be in his 40s. Right. And it doesn't fucking work. Uh, and say so you can make his face look as young as he wants, but he's still in his eighties. He's not going to move that. This far. is the problem. It, Fair it enough. Really, and that happens. I would say, well, certainly in the first hour. Uh, but yeah, it really broke my immersion. It, it, at that point, it was like watching like a GTA Five machinima. It didn't really work right. for me. Okay, Fair really enough. pulled me out. But other than that, it's fine. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. Uh, after that. Uh, so we've had 4v Ferrari, we've had Little Women, and we've had The Irishman. Irishman. Yep. I think Marriage Story comes next after that. Okay. I, this has been sat on my Netflix queue since it's come out. I'm just like, I really should watch that. But I feel like it's a movie I've got to be in a very specific mood to go and watch. Yeah, it's all performance. Right. I think this is the thing. There's nothing else going on in that film other than this central story of this marriage falling apart. Right. And whilst it is interesting, and it is... Very, very visceral, actually. And as as the couple played by Adam Driver and Scarlett Hansen start out not wanting it to be a big deal, not wanting to rule over their lives, not wanting to affect their friendship, their children. Mm-hmm. And then it mounts and mounts and mounts. And the problem with it is, and I think maybe this is just me, I saw the argument scene first. Right. I saw a clip of it first because we were discussing uh, Scarlett Hansen's role. Yep. And it just looked fucking stupid. Uh, but then I watched it in context after the you know the hour and a half that pres- that comes before it, and it makes a lot of sense. And that explosion of of just anger and vitriol and getting all of this hatred out to then immediately deflate it with Adam Driver breaking into tears, I thought was really effective in context. The problem is, is that it is very unlikely to win anything else it's nominated for. And that kind of kills it. That's only really ever happened with Birdman. Birdman didn't win anything else it was nominated for and then won Best Picture. Right. 
that's not a thing that normally happens. And I think that really kills the momentum for gotcha. the marriage story. It's very good. I would recommend it. You've got to be in a drama mood. That's the thing. Like, we tend to come to, to Netflix and stuff when we're late at night. Mm. And the options are like, mm, we could watch Marriage Story. We could watch Jesus Hospital. <laughs> um, let's just watch Jesus Hospital. Um, Jesus Hospital! <laughs> <laughs> Why we don't get screenwriting credit, I don't know. Because, like, I feel they've pivoted in season two. Make, <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, let's just make Jesus it Hospital. It is Jesus Hospital. <laughs> Screw it. Um, <laughs> Cool, okay, after marriage story? I would... Hmm, I feel now, like we're going to start splitting hairs soon. It, yeah, because we're four into the nine. Um, this really... It Isn't could, that Star Trek character? Seven of nine. Oh, my bad. Um, so we've had, well, we had 4V Ferrari, followed by Little Women, followed by The Irishman, followed by Marriage Story. Yes. Um, this is going to be controversial, but I think Jojo Rabbit's next. Oh... Okay, it is the lesser of the two war movies I've seen this year. It is. Slash two movies I've seen this year. Jesus, Darren. I, no, come on, Maggle, I'm going to try harder. Darren watched two films in January. Hey! I watched 38. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm not uncultured. Hey, I watched a West End production this weekend. It was School of Rock, but it was a West End <laughs> production nonetheless. Hey, was that? Really good. Yeah. They did a pretty good job of like uh, adapting it. I guess it, it was, was already a musical, kind of, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's Andrew Lloyd Webber as well. How the hell he pumps this stuff out, I don't know. Why did they get him to do School of Well, you know, he's got to do something with all that cat's money. Yeah, true. Um, but it was really good. The kids actually played their own instruments. Uh, it was weird. They swapped out the guy playing Jack Black halfway through. Oh. Something happened to the actor in the first half, oh, and they shoved in his second one, who looked unmistakably like Chubby Jack Whitehall. It was weird. <laughs> but somehow he was better than the first guy, oh, so wow. it was fine. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty good, thanks. And That's then dope. I ate a vegan donut afterwards. Yeah. And went to an exclusive London restaurant. Oh yeah, of course. you Nando's! Able... <laughs> <laughs> hey, we went somewhere special for lunch. Subway! <laughs> And the night before, whew, we went really posh. Planet Hollywood. Wow. I sat next to Bruce Willis's shirt from Die Hard 3. I was very happy. Not even the best Die Hard. It was a Die Hard, okay? We can't, they had Die Hard 2 and 3 next to each other. I was like, yeah, they've probably saved the good ones for the for the Florida one. Yeah, um, or the Hollywood one. However, if you do go to Planet Hollywood uh, in London, it's just past Leicester Square, where there's also a new Planet Rock. Not Planet Rock. Um, Hard Rock Cafe. There's now two in London. Right. For um, in the doorway, they've got the red Power Ranger for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Oh, wow. And I was like, had to be dragged into a reservation because I was trying to take a picture of every square inch of the red Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> it was magical. Nice. Anyway, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> now, back to Natsis. We've done a review on this. We have. Uh, so you can go and listen to that. You it's can. on. Uh, it's on all, all the relevant channels there. Yeah, I, I mean... We both liked it. I think you liked it more than me. Yeah. Um, but I, I would find this. I would find this a huge upset if this won. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like the type of movie that that they're gonna go for. No. At least this year. I think in a weaker year he might do really well. This last year, the year before that, mm. it would have fucking swept. Yeah. And the problem is it's up against a lot of strong yeah, films. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's problematic. But yeah, we have got a full review if you want to go and listen to that one. I don't know whether Taika Waititi's paid his dues yet. I don't know whether no. he struggled hard enough for that Oscar Well, yet. he got um, Best Adapted Screenplay at the BAFTAs. Yeah. So I remember watching his speech and he was... I've been deliberately or accidentally very, um, like, not... 
What's the word I'm looking for? He was very nervous, mm. but I couldn't tell if it was an act he was putting on about being disingenuous or if he's just naturally a bit of a shy person. Who mm. knows? Uh, it doesn't come across that way when he's acting, but there we go. Uh, okay, after that, Michael? So, uh, after that is where I would place Joker. Really? That would, That's interesting. That would be huge if it won. But I feel like if any film is going to overthrow the two titans at the top of this billboard, yeah, it's going to be that one. And it's going to be the one that grabs the headlines. Yeah, That's how I think about this. Is it, because it's a preferential ballot. Because unlike everything else, which has to... So they, they put all the the votes up and then the lowest one gets eliminated and all the votes that they did after it get allocated to the next one and then they keep going down until they got eight seven six five four three two right okay and then we we find out who's got the most right. i believe there's a point in which they've got to get to yeah so all the nominations go in if something hasn't gotten to that point yeah elimination if something still hasn't got to that point elimination until we get right the winner okay. so that's what makes me think if something's going to creep up it's going to be people who think, for a laugh, I'm just going to vote for Joe. Not even, not like for it's... For a laugh, lads, not, come on. But it, but it has, still has support, clearly. Yeah. It's mostly for Joaquin Phoenix, but it got an eight-minute standing ovation at Cannes. Like, there's people who still like this. How are you clapping for eight minutes? Yeah, my hands would fucking Jeez. hurt after one. I, I feel like it's the one that's made the biggest cultural impact. Mm. Not that that has a lot of sway, but I feel like it's just a kind of... It sticks in the memory. Like, a lot of these... Like, The Irishman is the ideal, like, antithesis to that. Of Like, it had such a big... Oh, my God, because the novelty of Scorsese, of all people, doing a Netflix movie. Yeah. You know, I know they released in cinemas for the technicality so you could get into this, but still, to have all that... Is anyone talking about the Irishman anymore? No, that is... And it, it came is out gone. after Joker. Yep. So Joker's been going for longer, and it's just come out on DVD this week. Yep. I have so many people like, I cannot wait to go and watch it again. It's the highest grossing R-rated film of all time. It beat Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool. I know, I know. It's okay, it's going to be MCU soon, it's fine. It'll come back. Um, maybe that's why they killed Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Like we can't have her and Ryan Reynolds no. in the same place, so we'll just we'll kill her off and give her a movie. That's fine, and then we can bring Ryan in. That's fine too. Um, okay, uh, yeah. I of all the ones I've seen on this list, which admittedly is three, uh, <laughs> it's my least favourite. But also, I'm a bronze medal winner, isn't that ironic? Um, so yeah, I don't. We do have a full review of this, by the way. We do, so you can go and listen to that next, Maggle. Right. Now, so this is now the top four, am I right? Top two. Wait, so we've used... So from the bottom one, up, two, Ford v Ferrari, Little Women, The Irishman, Marriage Story. Oh, tell a lie. No, I missed one out. Apologies. Below Joker is where I would put Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. That's, that's going to clear up some awards, and the Academy still likes Tarantino. But I've heard there's just... Basically, everything I've heard about this, this is maybe a slight spoiler warning, everything about the Man- the Manson family introduction into this kind of yeah. ruins it. But it still might win original screenplay. In fact, okay. it's, it's looking likely it will. It right. might still pick up for production design. I think it definitely will pick up for production design. Sorry, this is a real big gripe of mine. I, I don't, I get and also don't get how Joker gets to be considered an adapted screenplay. 
Because I'm yeah, like, like, it's not an adaptation of a Joker story. No, they've not got the killing joke. No, it's it's very, very, very loosely based on the killing joke. But then so loosely. was Logan. So, you know. Uh, that wasn't straight up old man Logan. No, it wasn't, I suppose. All right, fair enough. It's one of those situations. So, yeah, from the bottom up, it would be Ford v. Ferrari, um, Little Women, Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then Joker. Okay, so for those keeping score, we are down to Parasite and 1917. Yeah. Oh, did we do a review of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I don't think we did. No, we didn't, because I haven't seen it. Oh, it's good. Um, It won't win. (laughs) <laughs> well, we the know. most I can say is that it won't win it's very good though I liked it a lot mm-hmm. it's not Tarantino's best mm-hmm. it's definitely not his worst because The Hateful Eight exists so I really I didn't still, get on with The Hateful Eight I haven't watched that you shouldn't go back to genres you should just do no, one and move on one and done that's how we do this Kill Bill's an exception because he filmed it as one that's yeah. fine the Edgar Wright has done exactly the same thing he does one and then he moves on mm-hmm. and it's fine um this is obviously it's, it's taking home one because it's going to take home Brad Pitt. Wee! Hey, uh, as we all want to do. Except for Jane Francis. Except for Jane. And Angelina Jolie. I don't think either of them will be at the Oscars. No. Oh, wait, no, Angelina Jolie might be because uh, Maleficent got. No, fuck me, that was a time. Maleficent got nominated? Maleficent 2 got nominated for uh, hair and makeup. Uh, oh, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. Oh, They've got to give him some pity awards, haven't they? Well, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Once upon a time, then Joker, and now we come to 1917 versus Parasite. Okay. You could play eeny, meeny, miny, mo, and pick a winner, and I'd be fine. It's that close. It's that okay. close. The data tells me that at number two, we'll see Parasite, mm. and at number one, we'll see 1917. Okay. My emotions <sighs> tell me that we'll see 1917 at number two, and Parasite breaking convention and taking home that fucking best picture Oscar. The groundswell of support for Parasite yeah. has been fucking phenomenal. It is basically all the electric cinemas playing at the moment. Yeah. And <laughs> with, blinking from anything else. And with good reason. I, I really want you to watch it. I know it's not your bag, but I really hey, no, want it, you if, to watch if it. If it's got this much momentum, I will find a way. I imagine it's coming onto Netflix sooner rather than later. Hopefully. I think it's been out for a, uh, a while. Well, well, a copy has been out for a while. Uh, it comes out for us next week. Right. Okay. Um, it's 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 going to showcase as well. Like it's not Hello. it's not just the indie darling. It's getting like f- admittedly limited runs, but it's going to the bigger cinemas as well. It's going to the chains. Well, I mean, if it wins, if it wins, it'll it'll get it'll wide that, release. So, yeah. It'll be brilliant. Um, but no, it's so fucking good, Darren. Like I said. Probably the closest thing to a masterpiece alongside 1917. Okay. My favourite Korean film since Old Boy, which is one of my favourite films of all time. Okay. Just so well done. I don't want to tell you anything so that you can have the experience that I did, which is going in knowing only that people like it. Okay. I know like I a say. few very, very basic things about it, mm. but that's it. The trailer does it no justice. I feel like I know it's a completely different film. But I feel like the subtitles and everything were not a problem for me watching The Raid. So <laughs> yeah. I, should, I know there's a lot less talking in The Raid. There's a lot true. more kicking. Um, but that's fine. So, no, I feel like, especially with this grand flood support and it overcoming that barrier to get... I mean, even if it finishes in silver medal, not that they would know that, but yeah. even if it does that, for an international film, that's a, a hell of a thing. So. This is true. There was, to the point that I think... It, I can't remember whether it was Best Picture or Best Director, but... 
there was genuinely a tie at one of these awards and Sam Mendes and Bong Joon-ho had to fucking share it because it was a tie. Jesus, okay. It's so funny. This unheard of situation. It is. Do it's... they have to saw the Oscar in half? <laughs> well, that won't happen because of the preferential ballot. But ah, it can okay. happen at other awards. Okay. Um, but yeah, it could be either of these. 1917 we've done a review of. Mm. And it's so fucking good. It's, it's unbelievably good. I've seen it twice. It's you saw it twice. I okay. did. My brother hadn't I didn't seen have it. Time. <laughs> I you you were otherwise disposed. Now my brother hadn't seen it, and I was like, "I'll go back. You need to go watch this." Does it work a second time? It does. Good. Now, it That's was a pretty quick about. suggestion. It was in less than a week of me seeing it the first time. Then I went back. Mm. I might even go a third time because I think my dad hasn't seen it yet, and I'm like, "God, he even he might like this." And he don't like anything. Um, <laughs> so I may go and take him to this because, yeah, it's just such a goddamn brilliant movie on multiple levels. Like, yep. it's not just, yes, the action's great, but the directing's strong, the characters are strong, the visual storytelling is so fantastic, just everything about it. Oh, one one correction from the actual review. It's George Mackay, not George McKay. Even though it's spelt McKay, oh. it's said Mackay. I thought it was... Because he's been he's been doing the rounds on uh, ah, right. like Fallon and uh, and all mm. this, and they all say George Mackay, and I'm like, oh, they're just fucking getting it wrong. Then I heard Mark Commode say it, and oh, I was like, no, 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 no. it's George Mackay. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, no, I, the guy who played uh, Schofield. Right. Okay, I would. I, it's still my number one movie of the year. I mean, not not for long because Sonic is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that clip that got released? It, it doesn't look terrible. Uh, no, I haven't. I'm seen very it. surprised. We'll watch that after we've uh, wrapped this I up. I did say to Rachel, I was like, don't worry, I'm going to take you to like, there's a very highly regarded romantic comedy coming out in Valentine's Day. We're going to go watch it. It starts a little blue hedgehog, but I'm sure that'll be fine. Um, yeah, because my boy, my boy Jim was on a. Uh, was on Graham Norton awkwardly flirting with Margot Robbie. I heard about this, but I... I think he's been blown out of proportion, mm. but I am very biased towards you, Kerry, <laughs> as I essentially model myself on him, so I can't have him fall. I see. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was a little... Uh... Including that breakdown you did when uh, when you were playing Andy Kaufman, so, you know... Yeah, there was that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I would... Uh, of the three movies I've seen, this this for me walks it, and I would, I would love to see it recognised, but... Yeah, if Parasite wins, I'd also like the paradigm shift that that represents. So yeah. I'm going to be happy either way. As long as Joker doesn't win, everything's <laughs> going to be fine. Yeah. And it's not that I disliked Joker. Like that. I just I just thought it was fine. It was just there. Joker is an anarchist's pick at this point because the backlash, the, to the, backlash to the backlash to the backlash to the backlash has yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. And it's a whole fucking thing. No, it is, it's if 1917 wins, a really well-made, actually well-crafted, well-thought-out, well-produced British film wins Best Picture, and that's great. If Parasite wins, it'll be the first foreign-language film to do so. It'll be from a well-respected Korean director, and it'll be for a film that... I've got to be real with you, Darren. I don't know what my one and number two are just yet, right now. Because of all the films I've watched, I've actually got a full top ten coming out of January. And, oh, Jesus, oh, yeah. and 1917 and Parasite have been going back and forth right, on the okay. daily so I can't tell you what's what's going to do it and I'm Sonic <laughs> come on then you said that a bit like the Smasher names which I enjoyed <laughs> Sonic Sonic <laughs> oh yeah he does sound like he's telling him after he just, he? he's just Sonic <laughs> he's caught him just like in a box of cereal put that down <laughs> the Cheerios not fucking rings like 
Lovely. Right, now, is there any movie that you want to talk about for being shite that you had to watch? Yeah, The Lighthouse. It was fun. We talked about it earlier. And I'm looking forward to watching Breakthrough properly on Sunday so that I can fucking enjoy it. is that nominated for things? It's nominated for Best Original Song, and it's one of the worst songs I've ever heard. Lovely. It's so bad. Best Original Song in... In general, as a fucking shit show. And if Rocket Man doesn't win that, Rocket Man be... had an original song. Yeah, if oh. you can believe it. Taron Egerton and Elton John perform the end song that plays over the credits. Yeah. That's nominated. That deserves to win. Lovely. If fucking Bohemian Rhapsody can win fucking awards, Rocket Man better win one. You best get off this Bohemian Rhapsody. Hey. Okay, so that is everything for the Oscars. Um, are you going to be watching it live? Uh, no, because I have work the next day, and it's on at seven p.m. American time. So that would make it. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Starting at like 1 in the morning. I can't do that shit. I mean, if you were a real man, you would have booked off the Monday like I did for the Royal Rumble two weeks ago, but uh, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any time off left, Darren. There's kind of a wedding going on this year. Oh, yeah, that old chestnut. Um, cool. So, um, well, we'll have... I'm presuming the next day you'll have all your reactions to that. Yeah. Uh, I'll be on a plane going to Switzerland, so I won't be doing those Switzerland? Things. Yeah, I'm going on a ski holiday. Nice. Um, I'm going to Switzerland temporarily. We land in Switzerland and then drive to France. I've never been to France. So, sweet. That's interesting. Um, yeah, we're going to a place called Morsey. And so, if you don't want to hear from me again, you know what's happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. Um, so, that was everything. If you want to read Michael's full thoughts, they are available on the website. What website's that, Michael? You can go and find that article on foundentertainment.com. Uh, it's currently the. By the time you hear this, it will be the second featured. So just uh, go to the homepage, click the second one, or it'll be on the scrolling tab on the uh, latest features. Uh, but before then, you can go and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at that Mike Owen. You can go and follow Darren on Twitter and Instagram at the Gutridge. You can follow the site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the username Fowlient. That's F O U L E N T. Like I say, go to fountainment.com for more. Darren's now wrapped up his. Uh, WWE stats articles. They are done. They are done. It was kind of a split week, but you did get there. Yeah, I forgot to post. It, <laughs> it was. All, the, I saw it. it in the draft, and I was like, I watched them steadily because I got a couple of articles in there, yeah, yeah. and it was steadily going down. And then it got to three and stuck there. I was like, Is he all right? Yeah, I just genuinely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and then went, Oh crap! And I was like, Well, I can't post it on a Saturday. I just wait until Monday. That's fine. Um, so I, I, 10 out of 10 for professionalism from Darren uh, but yes you can go and read those they break down uh, the master spreadsheet of stats I kept on all the wrestling not doing it again this year I've already decided but uh, so go and enjoy the second and final version of these um, <laughs> articles uh, on fairentertainment.com um, there's also uh Two episodes of Popcorn you can listen to before this, which is actually full in-depth reviews of Oscar-nominated movies, that being Jojo Rabbit and 1917. You can go and find that on Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere else you can get your RSS feeds, and also uh, iTunes, iTunes podcasts. Fantastic. Um, now, coming up, we may have to take a bit of a break due to my holiday, but when we come back, we will have the likes of Birds of Praise coming out on this. Friday. Um, of Sonic, obviously. Sonic! Duh! Um, and other such things. I feel like we're going to be soon coming up on the games that have started coming out. I mean, they've, they've delayed Cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, and they've delayed quite a few. They've delayed Avengers. I've got to, I've got to take a Miyamoto stance on the, the delaying of both Avengers and Cyberpunk. It's like, you know, a good a good game delayed stays good, but a bad game released early will always be terrible. That's how you got to think about it, otherwise you'll fucking rip your own hair However, out. However... 
By the time we come back, it's looking likely there's starting to be a groundswell of stuff for PlayStation 5. This is true. And, you know, if it's coming out this year, they've got to pull the finger out at some point. And there so, are rumblings of the Nintendo Direct. There's also the Platinum 4 thing going on. Have you been seeing this? No. Platinum Games are having four big announcements. The first one was a Kickstarter for... Uh, bringing the wonderful 101 to Switch. Right. With stretch goals of bringing it to Steam and PS4. It exceeded both of those stretch goals in 20 minutes. Jeez, oh, all right, fair play. I didn't realise that people love the wonderful 101 this much. Or is it more because they just wanted it on Switch? I'm not sure. I think they just want something on Switch. Yeah. Because, my God, Nintendo... Apparently Nintendo have got stuff in the bag. Like, ready to go. Apparently. Apparently there's a... The Metro Prime Trilogy, apparently, is just ready. It's just sitting there. Yeah, I've heard rumours of uh, Paper Mario might be a deal this year. They've apparently got stuff, but I'm like, why bother, lads? Yeah. Like, save it all for next year, because it's come the back end of this year, when you're up against PS5 and Xbox, whatever the next one's called. Series X. Series X. Uh, you're going to be annihilated, so don't, <laughs> don't even bother, lads. Just stick to Animal Crossing, it'll be fine. <laughs> Um, so we may have, um, hopefully we'll have a, a um, announcement coming very soon about PS5, uh, Series X, both. Maybe. Apparently, then... well, apparently the Switch Pro got shot down. That's that's not happening, apparently. But then again, I once flew a camel to the moon. So there you go. There we go. And hopefully we will have an episode rounding up the winners of the Oscars. And hopefully we'll get around to reviewing some more of those films. I want you to see Parasite. So I'm going to... Please watch Parasite. Endeavor. Uh, and we'll also talk about which one of my legs is broken after skiing. Um, I'm only doing it for one morning with a bloke called Nino. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see. Great, you get to go skiing with a man who sounds like a fucking foreign ambulance. That'll be fun. Nino, Nino. Nino. That's the sound I'll be hearing <laughs> as I am carted down the hill on my shattered pelvis. <laughs> There's no sorry, that's just you screaming in the back. Nino, 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 Nino. <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye everybody. <laughs>